Steve and Justin use YCharts for their winning investment research. So start your free trial now. And if you purchase, mention InvestTalk and get a generous discount at YCharts.com. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. Another day of Invest Talk, Friday, April 26, 2019, end of the week. The weekend's here. I'm Steve Peasley, and I thank you for joining me today, and I hope you will also call me. I want all your investing questions. Whatever you want to talk financial, we'll talk about it. Now, when if you make time to call, you, of course, drive the show. You decide what we're going to do and how it's going to go. So whatever interests you financially, stocks, bonds, 401ks, where to retire, I don't care. We'll talk about it. But it is up to you, wherever you want to go. Now, I have, of course, a list of things I want to talk about, and I will. But my goal here is to educate and educate so that we all arrive at the same place, and that's to be free of having to worry about money have to worry about making money. We want to be free of that. So we're going to have the money work for us instead of we working for it. That's the whole thing. Independent thinking, shared success. Now today in this hour, I'm going to do my best to get you there. You have to do your part by asking questions. But, you know, it's all a team effort. We, we have to do this together. Now, as it is Friday, I do I, I will talk about the highlights of my premium newsletter I sent out this morning. And I send it out every Friday. And, uh, and now's the time to give us a call. Our listener line is open. It's always open, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But we're live here, 4 to 5 Pacific time, Monday through Friday. And it's the number is 888-99-CHART. Now, in today's Invest Talk, my main talking point prompted by the headlines of Disney. Disney's latest blockbuster is not Star Wars. It's winning the streaming wars. Of course, that, you know, you know, Disney also has tons of properties, right? They own a lot of different studios. So today, their price really jumped. Now, the streaming wars, and I want to talk about that a little bit more. Uh, Disney share prices have increased fivefold in, in the 14 years, uh, with a new CEO 14 years ago. But some analysts think that the company made a mistake, a $71 billion mistake, by buying the Fox Entertainment, uh, uh, I don't know, book of whatever you call it. I don't even know what you call it. But their backlog of of, inter, uh, of all their, uh, their, their, their production of shows and everything else. And including that was National Geographic. You know, Fox owned National Geographic. Now Disney owns National Geographic. So there's people thinking they made a mistake by doing this. I'm not so sure. I had a class uh, last week on uh, Invest Talk uh, Academy. The class was on creative destruction, and there's three three types of creativity that companies uh, have to have, and they have to have some of this creativity, one or two or three of these things, and the lowest, the 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 most least significant creativity thing is usually reserved for big companies, and that's incremental creativity, incremental new things they do incrementally to constantly refresh their company, and Disney's trying to do that with streaming, video streaming, that's new, 
So they have, you know, there's a lot about their video streaming service and they need to do that and they need to provide content. So they're buying Fox's content so that they can add that to their own content and they're, they're trying to be creative. And that's what you want when you buy a company. You want some creativity. Now, that, this, is the, this is incremental creativity. The next, next one up is a little bit more um, impactful. And that is creating a whole new way of doing things. How can I explain that? Um, let's see. You're okay. You're um, you're um, one of the big uh, companies that make cell phones. Before that, you were making video games and video type things and and uh, video boxes. Then you decided to go into the cell phone business. That's a big change from what you were doing before. Whereas Disney moving from uh, you know, making movies and TV shows and things to being streaming is a smaller thing. And a bigger creativity is, let's say, okay, uh, Tesla with their new, their, with their electric cars. That is a whole new line of creativity pushing the old line car companies into that line of business. And so Disney is just trying to stay relevant. And, that, and they're doing a good job, I think. Now, others think that they've spent too much. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if that comes true. Anyways, the GDP number came out for the first quarter, 3.2%. That was 50%, almost 50% more than the experts were guessing it would be. They expected 2.2%, came in at 3.2%. That's 50% higher. That's a miss by the experts of 50%. Remember how I tell you that experts are always wrong? Well, here's an here's an example of that. I mean, that's a huge miss in my personal opinion. Remember, they thought it was going to be around 2%. I mean, that was the kind of the average. Maybe 2.5, maybe. Maybe. But, you know, this was a big miss. Now I see that the experts are saying that uh, maybe it's that big because of one-off things, jump in inventory and other things. And I'm, I'm, maybe we'll see. And we'll see in the second quarter, won't we? But I don't know if I believe that. I think, you know, this full employment, massive amount of employment helps consumers spend spend money in, because they have it, and that drives our economy. Simple as that to me. I don't have to be an expert to know that. Anyways, American Airlines has cut profits. So did Southwest because of their Boeing 737 MAX jets that they had to ground. So they're hurting. Not that big of a deal, but they are hurting. And when I say hurting, millions upon millions and tens of millions of dollars. Okay. So it's huge for them. Uh, Intel is having trouble. They, you know, because of the deal with Apple and uh, Qualcomm, that's hurting Intel. So, you know, they better come up with something creativity, creative destruction. They better create something for them. Moving, because what happens, these big old line companies, don't are very difficult to change direction to 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 move fast enough to keep up with the young fast developing companies and that's what you have you, and they they have to keep up or they die they could become dinosaurs and die and microsoft is a good example of that as far as being creative i know i'm saying creative too much huh well, I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. Think about what Microsoft did. They moved to the cloud before they were just only an operating system. Well, okay. Then they developed, you know, Microsoft Word and Excel. Okay. 
Then they moved everything to the cloud, being a service provider and a storage unit. And that has worked out really, really well for them. Anyways, so what are we going to talk about today? Why don't we go ahead and talk to Vitaly? He's in Atlanta. How are you doing, Vitaly? Yes. Hi, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Yeah, I'm calling regards to uh, Golden uh, GS today. Um, I wanted to ask your opinion of a, uh, a put option for GS. Well, uh, what what yeah, options are pretty tricky, and you know, what what what's your price? What are the what is the put what is the price that you're doing and what kind of premium see that all that's what uh, Vitaly is saying we should do an option on a company that really doesn't tell you much because you know the risk is well how much is a premium when's the stock price what's the strike price and how many how many more weeks you have left before that option expires so there's a lot of things that go into it I do like doing uh, we have a program which we do uh, call options on uh, and I like it because it produces income while we hold on to the companies. So I do like options trading, but you know I can't answer your question without knowing all those other things. But, and then I'd have well, to. Well, uh, yeah, my, I mean, I do. I already bought an option a couple of days ago because I thought there was a lot of resistance, um, and uh-huh. I bought a put option that expires in January of next year. Uh, for a 195 okay. strike, and I want just wanted to get your opinion on that. Just what you okay, thought I'm on it. Okay, I'm pretty. Sh- so you you can uh, put the company put the company will the company fall? I, well, I think that it is hitting resistance. You are correct. Is it? But it's also a good value at this point. So. Uh, that's a toughie. I think because it's January and it's far enough out that it might work out for you at some point during between here and January. And you don't, I don't, you know, I think you could make money. I think because there's going to be enough volatility in the market. I think the volatility is going to pick up, Vitaly. And if the volatility picks up, that'll put you in the money at some point. And that, when that happens, I think you got to be quick to take the profit. Vitaly, appreciate the call. Thank you. Goldman Sachs, everybody, put option. You are listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I want to thank you for making this program a part of your daily routine. I really do help. I do really appreciate it. And, of course, Justin and I do our very best. We want to make an interesting show for you. We do. And we want it to be instructive as well. So, if you have any questions, anything financial questions, be happy to talk to you. And if you listen to, if you're a podcast listener or you want to listen to our podcast, please, you can subscribe and rate us at Invest Talk Podcast at iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, any, any one of those places you can download it. And now I'm taking your questions live at 888 99Chart. It's a fast-moving Financial Friday, and Steve Peasley is here now to help you sort things out because every InvestTalk listener is working to achieve financial freedom. So get your questions in now. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. And as you know, I always put out a premium newsletter. Every Friday, our premium newsletter goes out. And, you know, I always like to talk about it a little bit on our Friday show. 
Um, so in the you know in the market conditions section, which is the first section, uh, I said this was a light week for economic data. It was. So next week's going to be massive, by the way. There's a ton of economic statistics coming out next week. But we did have some information. You know, a lot of corporate earnings came out, but I'm talking about economic data from Washington, basically. So the market is really close to its highs, right? Right at its highs, with the indexes having broken the highs on Tuesday, gave back a little bit, and then getting, trying to get back up there today. So I mentioned that we're probably going to see more uh, volatility because this these highs are going to act as resistance levels. Something has to, ha you know, there's usually some backfilling, and that's what I mentioned. Backfilling meaning down, up, down, up. You know, it can last it can last a day or two or three, a week, or months. No one really knows. In the portfolio management section, I talked about fixed incomes and how we like bonds, but not bond funds or bond ETFs, but the actual bonds. We think that they're a much better, and we, I explained why in the newsletter, why that the bonds themselves are in a ladder was much better than a bond fund. Stock ideas, I kept a couple of big companies, and both of them we own in our managed accounts, one or two of our managed accounts. So I went over that. You know, these are big companies. These happen to be big companies and very well-known companies. Consumer Watch. Um, I talked about the new high-performance cars, you know, that uh, to compete with Tesla. I mean, we're talking about from Porsche and some Italian makers making really super high, super expensive cars. And that tells you something of what's going on in the electric car industry. It's becoming mainstream because now, you know, they are at a point where they make, you know, high performance vehicles to attract because there's demand there. And the technology is getting so that the cars can travel further and further on a charge, which everyday people need. The more they make, the cheaper the cars will become. So that's, you know, one thing you ever, did you ever think about it? The more, more electric cars they make, who's going to pay for the car, uh, the road repairs and everything else with the gasoline taxes we pay in California here, our gasoline tax is huge over a dollar a gallon, over a dollar a gallon. So huge. Who's going to pay that if, if electric cars don't take any gas? Who's going to repair our roads? Anyways, that's the newsletter. You can order it at investtalk.com. You can subscribe. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. Give me a call. 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, the radio program and podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom. You may be a regular listener. You may even have called a few times. But if you've never called, what are you waiting for? The phone lines are open, and Steve and Justin would love to hear your questions right now. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's go talk to Randy in Miami. How you doing, Randy? Hey, Steve. I'm doing good. i got to say thank you for the show. I've been listening a lot and just learning a whole bunch, so, so thank you. Well, appreciate that. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. So, uh, so I'm 25 and I uh, just got my, you know, my first job making a, you know, saving some money finally. And um, I want to get into investing. And the saying goes, you know, when you get older, don't take as much risk in your stocks. 
So I guess I kind of have a right. two-part question. The first part, you know, is it okay for me to, to try to invest in some riskier stocks right now since I am a little bit younger? And then the second part is what are some, if that is okay, what are some characteristics of those risky stocks that I should look for? Okay, that's a very good question. Uh, at your age, yes, you should take more risk than someone my age or in their 50s. You know, uh, we should start taking less risk as we get older. But when you're in your 20s and 30s and even your 40s, you should take a lot of risk because you have lots of time to make up for it. Now, Randy, taking a lot of risk does not mean doing things that are foolish, like putting all your stocks in a company that doesn't have a product or doesn't make money. That That's not, that's not, that's being foolish, but taking risks like, and what are the characteristics of risk? High growth companies are risky. High growth. Very uh, small companies are very risky. So always my rule is it's okay to buy high growth companies, but make sure you buy high growth companies that make money. If they make money, earnings, then you have, you're taking, your risk is reduced, but you're still being very risky. Okay, so don't uh, don't take don't put all your money in one stock or one sector like all tech. That's that's too risky. So there's that balance, you know. There's and for you personally, maybe you're comfortable with a lot of risk. Maybe other people are not. We do have that little questionnaire risk. We call it riskalyze on our website. That is a little questionnaire of how risk tolerant you are. And for anybody else who wants to take it, anybody could take it. And you can take it many times you want. But it will gauge how much risk is. And just so you know, it scores your personal risk from zero to 100. And 80 is the risk of the stock market. So you being young, you got to be 80 or higher. So you should go in and answer those few questions and see what number it comes up. You should be eight or higher. You know, you can go to our website to do that. It's investtalk.com. Appreciate the call, Randy. Good luck. My main talking point is prompted by this headline. Disney's latest blockbuster is not Star Wars. It's winning the streaming wars. Now, of course, they announced not that long ago that they're going to offer a streaming service for what? $6 a, uh, $6 a month? And some analysts believe they can't make money at that level. Well, that's the opening gambit. They're going to raise those prices. You know they are. That's what half of Netflix. I don't know exactly what Netflix is since I don't have it. But I think that's about half of Netflix. I think this is a good, bold move. And even if it fails, these are the kinds of moves that big blue chip old line companies. You know, Disney is 91 years old. These. This is, a, I think it's 91. Uh, make sure of that. Uh, yeah, okay, 96 years old. These big old line companies, all these, they have to take some risk. They have to be creative. That book I talked to you about, Creative Destruction, the class we gave uh, last week on Invest Talk uh, Academy, was all about creative destruction. And Disney is trying to take an incremental move in creation, creating a new service, doing something a little different than their comfort zone is. And that's what you want when you buy and hold big companies. You want it to be creative. You know, I think this is a perfect move. You know, they they staying in their they're staying in their knowledge base, which is entertainment. They're staying there, but they're doing it in a different way. They're trying to buy Hulu, the rest of Hulu. They own a big bunch of bunch of it already, but they want to buy the rest of it. You know, so you know, they're I, I kind of like the move, even if it's a mistake, even if they lose money on the deal. I like 
the chance. I like the risk that they're taking. I mean, it's not going to ruin. If something doesn't turn out very well, it's not going to ruin Disney. You know, they, they, it's not. It, but if it works, I think it's going to move them to the next gener- next uh, level of technology and entertainment. And that's what they want to do. And there's going to be a lot of competition on uh, streaming. We know that. But they got to be there. Anyways. 888-99 charter is my number. Did you see what Ford, Ford Motor Company's numbers? Massive earnings beat. They beat the estimates massively. Now, why did they do that? What, what, what did they do that was so good? Well, they, you know, they, 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 it wasn't, it wasn't anything, any one thing. It was many things that lined up and, and gave them a great, uh, a great first quarter. And they've been under downward pressure for some time. And this, this really helped them, really did help them. And it was up, what, 10% today? 10%. Pretty big move. Mark was up 81 points on the Dow, 28 points on the Nasdaq, and 14 points on the uh, S&P, just so I didn't mention it. Monday on Talk. in spite of strong GDP number, the heart of the real economy, private sector consumption and investment, that slowed sharply in the first quarter. Is this accurate? Can it be true? That's going to be the story on Monday, everybody. For now, I'm Steve Peasley. I'm ready to take your calls, your questions. 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial, where they describe their services as independent thinking, shared success. And this philosophy is why KPP Financial can be of great value to investors. KPP principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein are committed to unbiased guidance. They don't upsell clients into expensive and questionable investments. Instead, Steve and Justin provide honest opinions and proven strategies based on the individual's current portfolio and risk tolerance. Working with KPP Financial, you can be assured of consistent dedication toward the goal of helping you achieve financial freedom. You can get things started with a phone call or a simple message through investtalk.com. Take the next step toward your financial freedom. Contact KPP Financial. This is Invest Talk. The weekend is here or almost here for most of us. If you've been following the market swings, you understand how important it is for you to have Steve and Justin's guidance. And right now, you can get your questions answered if you call the Invest Talk Anytime Listener Line, 888 99Chart. Hi, guys. Uh, my name is Kevin calling from Fort Lauderdale. Love the show. Appreciate all the work you guys do. Curious to know what your position is on General Electric. Got some share, old shares, uh, relatively low cost basis, but just what your thoughts may be about the future and when it may be best to pull the trigger on those. Thank you for your help. Take care. Well, I'm not. I'm not keen on GE. I, I'm really a not. Um, this is a prime example of an old line company not being creative. They're selling off. They're selling off non-core business, and I think that's good. They want to get back to their core business. But what is what is what is their future like? What are they? You know, is it just going to go back to old GE? And it probably is. 
And therefore, I'm not keen on the future of the company. I think it will survive. I think it'll go up. And I frankly think this is about the price you should be getting out, $10, $12. And you know, maybe it'll go up to 20 maybe. But, you know, the earnings are, you know, going to be 57 cents a share this year in a $9 stock. Uh, next year, it's going to be 71 cents. So it's going to go up next year. But I just don't see the long-term future. So I, I think you're right in the, your thinking about where to get out, not necessarily just to hold on to it. There's a lot better companies out there right now for the future. I mean, that's what we're all investing toward is the future, not the present. Okay, um, you know who Jeremy uh, Jeremy Grantham is? He's a pretty famous guy. He says real returns over the next 20 years will be 2 to 3% per year. Real returns means after inflation. Okay, in the last 10 years or so, that's been more like 6 to 8%. But he thinks it's going to be much less going forward. One of his reasons is he feels that the market is overvalued. The, the P.E. ratio, the cap ratio, C.A., this, this is, uh, yeah, I, I won't explain it, but the cap P.E. ratio is 30, okay, and it's historically around 16, 17. Cap ratio averages the last 10 years of corporate earnings for the index, the S&P 500, and it says, okay, averaging the last 10 years and the price of stock today and of course, the whole market today are what is the what is the PE ratio of that whole index, and it's at thirty. Because of that, he thinks that that is too, too high, and it is. By the way, it is. Now, it doesn't have to mean the stocks go down, and he's not necessarily predicting that. It means the stocks can go up very slowly as earnings try to catch up. Remember, it's the last 10 years of earnings, and so you know, you're dropping off the oldest year. Remember, what what's 10 years? Today is 2019, right? 10 years ago was 2009. So that's just when we were starting to come out of our recession. So the earnings part of that 10-year averages probably start going up, and therefore the cap ratio will go down. But, you know, besides, he just feels that, you know, it's not going to go up. He suggests where to invest. He had a suggestion. He thinks emerging markets and China because they have faster growth. He's looking around for faster growth. Of course, they're also a lot riskier, too. Don't think it's less risk. It certainly isn't that. So that's his opinion, and just to give him a little, you got to give him some uh, some credit because he was very good at predicting a 2000 crash and a 2008 downturn in the recession. So he was pretty good on those last two. Now, it doesn't mean he'll be right on the next one, but, you know, you got to give him credit where credit's due. Okay, 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. I'm willing, wanting, and waiting for your phone calls. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I hope you're making the right choices for your money. I really do, and your 401k. And to be honest, it, you have a lot of time to study. You don't have a lot of time to study. The fundamentals, the trends, you probably don't. Uh, because you can't. You, you've got a life. You got a, you, you, you have various other commitments, family, and you know, working an eight-hour, 10-hour day. So hopefully that's where we can help you here at KPP Financial. 
We have a math-based model. We call it Active401k, and it helps pick and choose your funds and adjust them with what's going on in real, in, in, in real time and tell you what to move to, buy more of this, sell some of that, you know, move to cash. That's what the Active401k program does. And you can sign up for it at investtalk.com investtalk.com and now I'm taking your questions live 888-99-CHART This is Invest Talk made possible by KPP Financial If to any degree you are unsure about the consistency of your skill set with regard to managing your portfolio now may be a smart time for you to ask KPP principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein for individualized guidance You can start with a no-obligation phone call to the KPP Financial Office in Irvine, California, or send Steve and Justin a message through investtalk.com. And be sure to save the date. On Wednesday, May 1st, Steve Peasley will be returning to San Jose, California to sit down with listeners who understand the value of a no-cost portfolio review. So tell your friends and register to meet with Steve on May 1st. The Invest Talk Radio and Podcast continues now. The phone lines are open. Call with questions. 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve and Justin. This is Zach from Chicago. I just had a question, and I wanted your opinion on L Brands. L is in Larry, B is in Boy. Uh, I don't own the position. I was just curious on your thoughts about a good entry point. Love you guys' show, and thanks for everything you do. Bye. Okay, L Brands uh, copyrights 2,943 and, fr- uh, and franchises 674 specialty retail stores in U.S., Canada. Okay, and we've talked about this in the past. Pays a 4.6% yield. Uh, they're going to make $2.55 next year after two thirty nine this year, but that's down from last year, $2.82. And, of course, the stock has reflected that. It looks like it's bottom to me. It's fighting to hang around 24 to $26. It's at $26.17. And it's been there, tested there in September, rose up in November, fell back down in December with the rest of the market to about 24, 25. Then it's been moving sideways pretty much the whole time. So it's a $26 stock, going to make $2.56. So it's what? A 10 10 PE, 10, 11 PE. So that's pretty reasonable, but sales growth is single digits. That's the problem. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not growing very fast. So it's, it's got good value. It really does, but it needs to do something to spark growth. If you want to buy it for the dividend, well, it's 4.6% and the dividend looks pretty secure to me. I mean, you know, that's, that's less than what, 40% uh, payout ratio and anything under 60 I think is pretty good so it's a pretty you know the dividend looks pretty secure at this point so this is a good probably entry point uh, but you're going to have to be patient it's got to do something to spark growth LB is the symbol L brands everybody L brands okay uh, let's talk about uh, you know I have I was just was reading you know I constantly read and I constantly look for what's going on in the economy, 
what's going on. And sometimes I come across fun things and sometimes just matter statistics. Well, I told you earlier this week, early an hour here, I told you this week we didn't have much in way of statistics that came out. Yeah, new home sales, this is existing home sales. And, you know, uh, new home sales was much, much better. Existing home sales weren't so great. But, you know, it looks like we're going to have a decent housing market into the summer. But next week, we're going to have a flood of information. Monday comes out with personal income and consumer spending numbers. And, of course, that will go to core inflation and inflation numbers. Uh, so personal income is important. Is our income growing? Per consumption, are we spending that income? Remember what our economy is driven by, 66% driven by the consumer. The consumer has to have a job and they have to be spending money to drive our economy. I mean, that's the way our economy works. And when more consumers are employed, the better it is. So, but you also want them to keep up with inflation and increase their salaries. So we want personal income to go up and we want consumer spending to go up in hand in hand kind of thing. It would be nice if, you know, consumers would save a bit more, but that's another whole different question. You're going to have uh, some housing numbers come out again, some more. You're going to have pending home sales and the case you house price index. You're going to have uh, um, PMI, ISM, which is the institute, uh, which goes to the manufacturing and non-manufacturing sector, trying to pinpoint how healthy our economy is going from that quarter instead of just the consumer that's just and that's not even that that's up until i've just got to wednesday thursday is a bunch thursday and friday a lot a lot more we're going to get payrolls on may 3rd next friday for april and right now they're saying they're going to have about one hundred ninety thousand jobs new jobs the unemployment rate is going to stay about the same 3.8 percent that is super low by the way I used to, I'm, I was reading a number of years ago and that, that we're talking about uh, probably four or five years ago and they were saying that the natural unemployment rate in the U.S. is about four and a half percent and we're at 3.8. Now, I don't know if I buy that. I don't know if that was a political piece or what, but we're at 3.8 percent. That's very low. Very, very low. So, we're going to get a lot of numbers out next week. We'll probably get the last rush of our earnings reports as well. So next week's going to be kind of an interesting week, I think. 888-99-CHARTER is our number, everybody. It is Friday. The weekend begins for most of the rest of the world, you and me. And, you know, and we got only about 15 minutes left in the show. So we can still fit your questions if you want to get them in this uh this one, here's a call that came in earlier, 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve. Appreciate the show. I'm calling in about stock Biogen, a large pharmaceutical company. The ticker is BIIB. And uh, I'm calling in because I was wondering if you think it's a good buy. It's dipped recently. It's a huge company. It was a $60 billion company. It dropped 25% a couple of weeks ago when they uh, decided to pull the plug on one of their Alzheimer's drugs. You know, I realize the drugs have a large upside when they work out, but uh, to knock a company $15 billion down in value and 25%, it seems like it could be a good buy period, you know, low PE. They don't give a dividend like other pharmaceutical companies, which is, is rough, but uh, just wanted to see if you thought it'd be a good time to buy. It's Biogen. Thanks. Bye. 
Uh, my quick answer is yes. Yes, I think it's a good good buy at this this point. Biogen, B-I-I-B, develops treatments for newer neurogenerative autoimmune and hematological disorders. Uh, they're going to make $30.62 next year after making $29.56 this year, up 4%. Uh, so at $30.62 and the stock is $230, so there you're looking at an 8 PE. And the five-year range is 8 to, to 30, right? Return equity is huge at 42%. So they're very efficient at the money, you know, for what their business model is very efficient, making a huge, giving a huge return on their invested dollars. Sales growth is growing 7 to 12% pretty consistently the last two years every quarter. And yeah, so what happened is a, a drug that they were developing went bust. It didn't work out. And the stock got unfairly punished. Went from $317 in one day to $230 the next day. And that's and that was back in the middle of March. So it's been trading sideways up and down a little bit, but mostly sideways since then. And that tells me that this might be really good support right here, right? $220. And it's at $230 now. Uh, so, you know, is it worth more? Yeah. It, it's at least worth uh, a 10 PE, at least. And that means it's a $300, $310 stock, at least. Okay, so yeah, uh, you might have to be patient with it, but I think it's going there. They make a lot of money. You're talking about a $45 billion company. It's not going anywhere. Let's go to Gary in San Jose. How you doing, Gary? Hey, I'm doing great, Steve. Uh, I wanted to check in on a stock that's uh, on the over-the-counter uh, exchange. It's called uh -huh. Tencent Limited. Okay. Do you want to buy it, or are you already and, own it? Well, no. Um, I uh, I was actually thinking about buying it. Um, I noticed that in okay. one of the mutual funds that I have, that they have a large position in this fund. I mean, and in, in the stock. Okay. And so I was just checking uh -huh. in to see what you thought about this stock, uh, just for an individual purchase. Okay. Uh, Tencent Holdings Limited is a company out of Hong Kong. It's not an ADR, an American Depository Receipt, which means it would trade on one of our major exchanges. But it does trade on what we call over-the-counter, pink sheets. Uh, so most of the times, uh, those stocks are not even worth looking at. Most times, because they're penny stocks or something that's just, they don't make money and they can't qualify to get on the big exchange. This one can I mean, we're talking about a, a huge, big company, big Hong Kong company, making $1.90 a share next year. It's a $49 stock, but its growth rate is 20 to 25% on average the last three quarters. Last year, it was more like 50, 60%. It's a Chinese provider of internet and mobile value-added services, online advertising. So, yeah, it's a good growth company. It's a higher risk because it's over-the-counter in Hong Kong, high growth but there's nothing wrong with the company appreciate the call thank you this is invest talk i'm steve peasley and we have one goal here and that's to help you achieve financial freedom and our work continues right after this break so get your questions in now 888-99-CHART on the next invest talk the heart of the real economy Private sector consumption and investment slowed sharply in the first quarter of 2019. 
So, in spite of a strong GDP number, could the economy actually be slumping? That story on Monday. But now Steve is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your questions. Call 888-99-CHART. Okay, let's go to Kyle in Walnut Creek. How you doing, Kyle? Hey, doing good, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Uh, my question is about Cadence Design Systems. It's been on a tear, had mm-hmm. some good earnings. If you're in it, are you getting out or are you going to keep riding it? Well, if you're in it, I would ride it up with a uh, with a, a trend line or a moving average, like maybe the 20-day moving average. The 20-day moving average right now is at 64.98. The stock is at 68.22. So I would hold on to it unless it breaks below that moving average because it's moving up really sharply and it's now probably overvalued. So you're going to have a pullback at some point. But you, when, the, when the ride is strong, Kyle, you want to ride as long as you can. And so you use some kind of signal to get you out. And I would use that 20-day moving average in this case. Okay? Appreciate the call, Kyle. Thank you. Let's go to Mark in Union City. How you doing, Mark? Uh, hi, Steve. Thank you. Hey, listen, the 401k, active 401k that you were just talking about, does that work for uh-huh. any 401k, let's say, if, if you're on TIA, craft teacher, or even if you're yep. a federal employee and trip in? So how does it work? You just plug in what it does uh, is- like, uh, the funds that you have, and it will tell you you should be in there. Or How does it work? Okay, what it does, first of all, it asks a few questions of you to try to figure out what your risk tolerance is, how much risk, how risky you want to be. But what it does, it okay. on, if when you, it already has the, we already have thousands upon thousands of 401ks in there with their choices, their mutual funds in there. So what it does, if it's a new one that we don't have in the system, we will get from you all the funds that are available to you in your personal, in your 401k. And we plug them into the system. And it will use your funds to decide where you need to be based on how much risk you want to take and where the market is at this moment. And it, every, it sends you emails to make adjustments, to tell you to make adjustments because we, we can't do that. Only you can do that. And you sure, will get sure. emails to how make often, adjustments. How often, do, how often does the signal change Oh, it, it depends on the market because remember it's math based. It depends on the market how how it changes. Uh, but I would say once a quarter, it might make a suggestion or two to do this or do that. If the market really makes a dramatic move one way or another, it will do it. It will send you an, an email, you know, every week. It can do that. It's it's all generated. But I would say on average, it's more like once a quarter to make changes. And the changes are usually incremental. They're not like massive changes. They're getting, you know, get out. You know, not, even though that does happen. That will can very well happen. But, you know, go to investtalk.com, uh, look under the programs program and click on the active 401k button and it'll tell you more. Appreciate the call, Mark. Thank you. Let's go to Gary in San Jose. How you doing, Gary? Good. Hey, I'm a uh, um, 4% position in 3M. I've held it for five years. It keeps kind of uh, going up and down, but it's just these downturns are killing me. So what do you think about 3M? Well, you got if you had it for five years, you're just still you're at least making the dividends. You know, they're, they're, they pay a three percent dividend right now. Um, it's a good, solid, big blue chip company. 
with not a lot of growth. It doesn't, you know, it's actually shrinking the last couple of quarters. Before that, the growth was, you know, 5% for the last five or six quarters before that. So it's a good, solid company. You're never going to make a fortune at it, uh, but you will make that dividend and it'll slowly move up over time. Now, it had a big downturn. It was at 217 and fell all the way down to $191. It was at $217, $218. So, I wouldn't sell it now because of that big downturn. You know, it'll probably move back up, but it's going to be slow and incremental, Gary. It's not going to be exciting, okay? It's a big blue chip company. So, they just don't. They don't generally move that fast. And 3M is like that. And they have been very good historically coming out with new products. But recently, they haven't really come out with anything that's been exciting. I keep an eye on 3M. For some reason, I like it. I don't know why. Okay. Thanks, Gary. Appreciate it. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program. Okay. And I really thank you for being the so loyal listener that you are and, and, and for all your questions. I want you to have a great weekend, so good night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART. 